0: Well, I've got some hot guys in the studio tonight, and we're going to be talking dirty here on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. I am Maureen McGrath. I am hosting this show. It is always my pleasure to come to you yet again to host the Sunday Night Sex Show. I am a registered nurse. If this is the first time you are tuning in, welcome. I'm a registered nurse. I'm a blogger. I'm an author. I've just written a book called Sex and Health, Why one can't. Can't come without the other. Uh, I'm also a clinician and uh, a blogger, so it's always a pleasure to have you. And I'm delighted that you're joining me tonight. And I am delighted to have a couple of hot guys in the studio. And we're going to talk about why dinners on the deck are romantic and why that's important for your sex life. We're also going to talk. Stick with the dinner theme. Going to be talking about the kind of food you should be serving, and should it be gluten-free? And what's all this rage about gluten sensitivity? Is it a bunch of malarkey or what? We're going to look at the science. Dr. John Weisler joins me here in the studio tonight. Uh, to talk about that and debate some of that science. So if you were one of those people that can only order gluten-free in a restaurant, well, I wouldn't go out with you. (laughs) Anyway, but aside from that, that's probably okay with you. We're also going to be talking about the everyday habits that are preventing you from having great sex. And also, what do men want in bed? I mean, who knows, right? I'm going to... Straighten that out for you. And also five sex topics that you and your partner must discuss. Also in the studio with me tonight is Oracle Laura. And, you know, several years ago, I was having my palm read by a person who I'm not sure she had too much skill. But nonetheless, as she read my palm... The only thing that grabbed my attention was when she said, you're going to be famous. I sat bolt upright and I thought, famous, fantastic. She said, no, not red carpet famous or anything like that. So anyway, I've been, I've been watching uh, what I do because you know what? You can become famous for a lot of things and it's not necessarily always something good. But Oracle Laura will reveal what's going to happen in your sex life and your love life and she predicts the future like nobody else so you can give me a call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell if you have any questions about any of the subjects that we are talking about tonight another subject i want to review is do you know your sexually transmitted infections not to be a debbie downer but you have to understand those especially If you're getting into a new relationship, maybe you've been in a long-term one for a long time, and now you're into a new one, and you you have to be concerned not just with pregnancy or the ability or inability to conceive, but also sexually transmitted infections. And don't get too excited, guys, but I am going to talk about nipples tonight as well. Little little nipple review. Yes, I can hear feel all the bridges in Vancouver rising right now. Anyway, um, so lately I've been on a little bit of a speaking tour, and um, and and one was a matchmaking event this week. By the way, Mike, how are you? Good. Doing very well. <laughs> Thank you for doing the board ops tonight. Uh, my pleasure. Always helpful. Thank you. Um, I couldn't do it without you, my friend. This is four years that uh, I've been on the radio. I had my anniversary, and I'm going to tell you about the washing machine repairman who I spoke to this week. Um, yeah. But anyway... <laughs> So I've been out and about on the circuit, on the speaking circuit, and I went to a matchmaking event. And and so they were up there giving some great tips on how to meet men. It was a room full of women and they were suggesting how to meet men. And so I piped up and I said... uh, you know, one great place to meet men, and everybody like this, they, they love this idea, is to go to political events because they're loaded with men generally. And then I went on to further suggest that you go to Liberal Party events because they're full of men in suits and they have jobs. They're generally optimistic and uh, they're going places. So that uh, I'm giving that suggestion to you as well. It doesn't really matter how you feel politically, one way or the other, but all I can say is that this particular event, That I was speaking at, there were 300 men on the inside and two people on the beach. We were ordering sex on the beach inside and they were having they weren't having it out there with their protest signs. But anyway, it's one way to um, to meet people. So um, and the matchmakers thought it was a brilliant idea. And so do I. So that's my suggestion for the night. I I received an email uh, this week on my four year Sunday night sex show on News Talk 980 CKNW anniversary. And uh, so he wrote to me, he was quite upset about male bashing as it related to, not as it related to, but uh, as a result of the Gian Gameshi situation. Uh, by the way, I love Catherine Burrell. That is karma on steroids for Gian Gameshi and everybody else at the CBC. But uh, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, he wanted to tell me that. He didn't feel that women were innocent in this. And so, but he, he couldn't actually write it to me over the internet. And I get that. You can't actually say some certain things on email or on the internet or or through messages. And so sometimes you got to just pick up the phone. And so he asked me to call him, which I think he was shocked that I actually called him. And I'm not sure what made me do that in the first place, but nonetheless, I did. And so I phoned him and he told me that in the 70s he was a washing machine repairman. And he would go into women's houses or uh, into these this is a true story, he would go into these women's houses and these women would make passes at him. You know, they might be sitting on the washing machine as it's vibrating and telling him that it wasn't working but he might. Uh so they also were um would invite him back and they would Tell him that his their washing machine wasn't working when it was working just fine. Or he would enter a home, and the woman's uh, the woman would be naked in bed. Oh, did I mention to put the children to bed? Oh, I should have. Anyway, the, we're going to be talking about sex tonight. So, <laughs> put the kids to bed. Grab a glass of wine. Get your lover. Lie there. Um, and uh, so he felt that uh, women made passes at men. It wasn't just uh, men who were doing this to women. And and he's probably correct. He was also in several sexless marriages, uh, which is a big problem for a lot of people uh, because as he did say, he had his needs and he continues to have his needs. The man is approaching 86 years of age and he's living in a sexless marriage, but thinks about sex every single day. Uh, I also had another response. uh, So sex never ends. That's my point. But uh, I'm doing a TEDx Stanley Park talk on May 28th at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre, and it's The Sexless Marriage, Lust, Trust, and Technology. So I had a response on LinkedIn from somebody, and he wrote to me and said, living in a sexless marriage, I'm going to say stinks. He used another word that I'm not going to use on air. So wish Julie and I lived in Vancouver. There's so much to learn from your radio shows and gaining knowledge that maybe will be something that she's willing to explore with me. I love her so much, and it's really hard, I'm sure it is, at age 46 as a man to know how to cope with this sometimes. Well, you don't have to live in Vancouver to listen to my radio show because, of course, it's online and there's a podcast after the show, so feel free. But it is difficult to live in a sexless marriage, and so... If you'd like to come to the TEDx Stanley Park, I'm going to be giving a ticket out a little bit later on in the program, but you can also go to tedxstanleypark.com if you want to purchase some tickets, because not everybody can win with me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, anyhow, it's uh, oh, my other, my caller also said to me that I laugh quite a bit on the air, although he loved it. And he said, We love it, whoever we is. Uh, he said he hoped that the management, uh, didn't wasn't upset with how much I laughed I said the management doesn't even know there's a sex show here so don't worry about it anyway there is a sex show here and we're talking about sex tonight so put the kids to bed give me a call if you have any questions 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell and stay with me because those two hot guys are going to be talking dirty with me I'm Maureen McGrath you're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome to the sex show, if it's the first time you are joining me. If you want to call me about anything, you can 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If you have any questions about sex or health or Romantic dinners, which is what I'm going to be talking about right now, with the Vancouver BBQ boys, Eric and George. Guys, welcome to the studio. Thanks
1: for having us. Thank you so much. Oh, you're I'm welcome. Excited to be here,
0: yeah, it's great. All right, you're a couple of hot guys, and we're going to talk dirty, okay? <laughs> now- <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds perfect. All right, so romance is really important, and we're heading into summer, and it's hot, and we have beautiful evenings, and what? could be better than having a beautiful dinner on the grill. No mess in the kitchen, right? You throw everything on the grill. But what's the biggest problem with barbecues when people, after the long winter sleep of a barbecue?
1: Yeah, so whether you're having a date with uh, your girlfriend or you have your wife out there or you're just with your family, uh, it can be quite embarrassing at times to have a super dirty grill. Uh, <laughs> So what we do, we're a barbecue cleaning service, uh, and we go around the Lower Mainland cleaning barbecues. So you never have to be embarrassed about your grill uh, in
2: front of your girlfriend or your wife.
0: And like, who wants to clean their own barbecue? George? No, I
2: mean exactly. It's a <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty messy ordeal, uh, not too sexy. So I mean, it's way better to just have us come by and take care of all that mess for you.
0: Exactly. And so um, a, a number of people have uh, have received your services, shall I say. <laughs> and listen, all they do is clean your grill, ladies, so don't get excited, don't try anything. But that's a bit of a risk. You know, I, I know of a guy who was uh, checking out an apartment uh, for one of the Airbnb, it wasn't Airbnb, but it was he was checking out somebody's home and he went in to see if he could rent it. And then the couple actually, so just beware of this, the couple, of the wife of the couple actually texted him and said, you know, we thought you, I thought you were kind of hot and my husband and we'd like you to to have a threesome with you, so this is a risk. I want you to know. You ever, you ever got a phone call I for that? God, no. no, no customers have ever. <laughs> <Yeah. left me. laughs> so beware, the the BBQ boys are out there. But yeah, I'm sure you know how to ward it off. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. Getting back to the barbecue. So, like, how long does it take? Like, what what does it entail? Taking yes. cleaning a barbecue. So
2: we uh, we show up. We lay down a tarp to make sure that everything stays clean, and then we take uh, everything outside the interior of the barbecue burner covers and the grills. Uh, one of us gets to work scraping away at those and getting those all nice and shiny, and then the other one gets uh, gets to work on the ash and the grime within. Yeah,
1: so we take out all the baked-on grease uh, and all <laughs> the ash that can catch fire, uh, and then we finish with an exterior wash and shine. So everything looks good, top to bottom, inside and out.
0: And it looks brand new. D- oh, yeah. And that's fantastic. And, uh, and so you guys had actually given me a gift certificate for um, – uh, a free barbecue cleaning. But unfortunately, or fortunately for me, I have a brand new barbecue. We were so
2: sad. We were excited to come by and, <laughs> and message know. us and said, oh, no,
0: don't I eat know. So I'm going to give it to, you said it was okay for me to give that to someone on the air. Absolutely. All right. So we do have a free barbecue cleaning for you to set up your romantic dinners for this summer. You can call me 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You gotta tell me your best recipe uh, for uh, for that dinner Um, but, uh, so how much does it cost to, um, what's that worth?
1: Uh, we charge a flat rate, a hundred dollars, uh, in the lower mainland.
0: Okay. That's great. And you guys, the two of you turn up and how long does it take to actually clean the grill?
1: Uh, it takes roughly an hour and a half to two hours. We say two hours inside and out. that's a great
0: deal. I mean, who wants to clean their grill? Like, I'm not even using mine because I don't want to get it dirty. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's brand new and you want to keep it that way. That's exactly right. Yes. Um, but, uh, and so, what is like the, the messiest thing? Uh, the what is like sort of like the grossest food people can cook on the grill?
2: Um, the gross. I mean, we had some red peppers one time that were that were pretty stained. There's a photo of that up on our website at thankyouforbbqboys.com. Uh, um, that was a bit of a mess, but I mean, overwhelmingly what people say is the worst is like the rat droppings and the animal droppings. They leave it out all winter and then they open it up to find just an absolute uh, mess left by some animal.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's knew? one
1: one good thing about having us come in is that we clean out all that, uh, all that grease that gets left over. So you typically don't have any rats coming back to feed on your barbecue.
0: Oh, wow. All right. I have Terry on the line for the BBQ certificate. Hello, Terry. Hello there. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So Good. what's the best dinner recommendation on a barbecue? I have a real spot for fresh salmon barbecued up on the nice. barbecue. Yeah. And does it, what does the salmon have on it? Um, Sometimes not much. Maybe some onion and salt and pepper. Other times maybe a sweet chili sauce. Depends. Uh, we, we have lots of different recipes. Oh, excellent. When I'm cooking, I do... <laughs> which is on a rare occasion i'd put like a nice dill mayonnaise dill on top of salmon but uh so terry you want the you'd like to win the barbecue certificate i would love that does it apply to gas barbecues too that are hooked up
1: it does yeah gas and propane both
0: okay excellent yeah. can i ask you where you live terry uh coquitlam you guys go out yeah, to yeah if you want to
2: give your specific address you
0: can there's a contact form on our website uh, yeah, you can just email me. Yeah. Mike will take all your our the board op will take all your information. We'll get that information to you. But you guys go out to Coquitlam? Do you go anywhere in the lower mainland?
1: We do, yeah. We uh we quote for further out, uh quote prices for further out outside Vancouver, but we go everywhere.
0: That's fantastic. Excellent. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm not too far out. I'm really close to the Ikea, the Hard Rock Casino. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Now, now, Terry, I want you on your best behavior when these guys come out to yeah. your house, okay? <laughs> and I don't want this any of this washing machine repairman business going on, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I <hate> my <laughs> Thank you very much. I look forward to it. Oh, you're very welcome. Just leave your information, all of it, your email, your phone, everything with Mike. Okay. All right. That's fantastic. I have to say though, you know, it may, it gave me pause that story about the washing machine repairman because I have a contractor in my house at the moment and I'm just like. I better get fully dressed <laughs> before I see him. <laughs> I can't say I haven't been in bed with the computer when I'm just like, just come on up, come on in. Yeah, it's fine. No problem.
1: No, problem, no more
0: yeah. of that anymore. <laughs> I'm on my best behavior, too. Anyway, well, it's so great to have you guys in the studio. And uh, this is a summer job for you, right? Yep. And And uh, you're both looking at you graduated from university. You're both brain surgeons already. And you've uh, graduated from university. So these are a couple of hot guys. Um, and uh you were looking to go on to graduate school or uh? Yeah,
1: so we uh we actually have been going to school together since kindergarten all the way through high school <laughs> and then uh in university as well. We just graduated from Queens University.
0: Fantastic. Uh,
2: yeah, go Gales. Um and then uh yeah, Eric's doing uh, accounting at uh UBC Solder and then hopefully I uh, get into law school at UVic. but we'll see. I'm on the waiting list, so I mean
0: You are gonna get into I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm that. telling Maybe, you because we have Oracle yeah. Laura here and she's predicting that. I can feel it. I feel what I the need. energy. That's what I Absolutely. Need. You're gonna be make a great lawyer. Thank you. Yes, all right. Well guys, I've loved meeting you and having you on the show and I love that uh that I can share talking dirty thank you so much thank you, you for guys. having us oh you're very welcome anything any other hot tips you want to give uh, out there around barbecue
2: wise uh, what are we uh hey <laughs> r-
0: barbecue wise romance wise no, no, I, <laughs> I asked my
2: mom to listen so there's no way we're uh, <laughs> <laughs> into that. And,
0: and what's your website
1: uh vancouverbarbecueboys.com bbq boys
0: okay excellent this is the best thing so especially those rats in those barbecues who knew about that not Mm -hmm. me that's for darn sure anyway well i better take it out of the box and then that will uh...
1: (laughs) well come clean it once you dirty it all up
0: all right excellent thank you so much well great to have you both in the studio tonight excellent thank Thank you you. all right take care all right there we go so somebody's won a nice little barbecue cleaning um we are going to be talking about some other subjects. Uh, I wonder just how many people are gluten-free and considering uh, only eating gluten-free. And I've often wondered if that has a placebo effect. Uh, but we're going to be talking about some of um, some of the science or lack of science behind that um, when I return uh, after our break. But... Um, Uh, I was, you know, it's, uh, I recently uh, was talking to some guys, and, uh, you know, it seems everybody has problems meeting women or meeting men, and uh, so this one fellow that I was talking to, he's recently divorced, he's around the age of 50, and, you know, he didn't want to get into a relationship at all, he was dead set against it, and of course, doesn't he meet somebody that he is wildly attracted to, and really wanting to spend time with her. But he was uncomfortable around her, and he was so nervous and didn't know what to say to her. And some of these things are, are difficult. He didn't know how to approach her, and no matter what I suggested, he was uncomfortable with. And, and then he felt, you know, so he creeped her, and he, and he continued to creep her. And then he found out, he realized that she was an entirely different person from an entirely different walk of life. Uh, than he was and he felt that she was just a little bit too racy for him can you believe that and she was maybe just a little bit too advanced and he was afraid that they were going to be sexually incompatible that she was going to be far more advanced than he was Um, and he had very little sexual confidence and that's one of the most important things that people can have in a relationship or whether you're getting into a relationship and also being authentic is one of the most important aspects uh, about who you are, you want to present your best self to somebody, and your authentic self is certainly the best uh, one to present. He was having a little bit of a hard time getting over his ex-wife, but as I suggested, the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. Uh, But he was not taking my advice, if you can believe that. It, It took him to leave the province, and he went to Saskatchewan. And he found a woman in Saskatchewan because he felt that the women in the middle of our country are warm, genuine, and no pretense. I mean, this is one man's opinion, if you can believe this. But nonetheless, I think it goes back to just be yourself, be genuine. If you're interested in meeting somebody and getting to have a lovely romantic dinner with them on your deck, or not, or on one of the beautiful restaurants we ha- have here in Vancouver. Anyway, when I come back, we're going to attack this gluten-free business. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back on this gloomy evening, a little chilly too. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I'm a registered nurse and uh, a sexpert. I also am a blogger. I blog at my own website, Back to the Bedroom. I blog for Huffington Post as well. I've just written a book that's going to be available at the end of the month, Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I host this radio show and just try to live life. We're going to be talking a little bit later to Sean Seal about how to balance life. I'm always trying to ensure that my house is clean, my car is clean, laundry is done, dry cleaning is picked up, I've exercised, and I've eaten properly. And had enough, you know what? (laughs) So keep it all in balance. Um, And you know, you can't always have it all even. But anyway, Sean's going to talk about that, especially because he's been helping me get some upper body strength. So, but here right now to talk to me about eating properly is Dr. John Weisler. He's a cardiologist and he is a regular health contributor to this show and a friend and a colleague of mine. Welcome to the studio once again, Dr. Weisler.
3: Thanks for having me, Maureen. It's uh, great to be here, as always.
0: Oh, you're welcome. And listen, if any of you have any questions for the doctor out there, because I have a doctor in the house. Um, uh, And so anything, it doesn't have to do with Gluten free or a celiac disease, which is what we're going to talk about right now, but it can, he is a cardiologist, as I said, so if you are having some hot problems, problems with your engine, by all means, uh, give the doctor a call, 604 280 9898 or star 9898 on your cell. So, Dr. Weisler, I wanted to talk to you about celiac disease, and which is a serious disease treated by diet. Um, but can you tell me, just, just give us a little bit of background on celiac disease?
3: Yeah, well, um, thanks, Maureen. I, I think um, this is really interesting right now because, you know, there's so much gluten-free food and people who say they can't eat gluten and, you know, what is that? What is what is going on? And there's actually three different problems. And I think um, the most serious is celiac disease, which is a type of Immune-mediated disease that uh, that affects our intestines, and so um, in in wheat and in bread and in other wheat products, also in barley and rye, there's this protein called gluten, and it's this little protein that's sticky, and um, it's actually one of the main components when you when you make bread that uh, it sort of traps all the little bubbles and allows the bread to to rise. Um, but when you have celiac disease, your body attacks the gluten proteins; it doesn't like it, and ends up Damaging and it can be very serious. Uh, your small intestine and your intestines. It causes uh, a number of different problems. Um, most common probably anemia, and then uh, weight loss, and in ki- children failure to grow. Um, and how
0: about diarrhea? Don't people get a lot of they can, diarrhea and malabsorption? Very, a
3: very serious, yeah, a very a very nasty uh, diarrhea, and it makes it um, you know, uh, and it's it's extremely unpleasant for for the patients, and it can be very serious in terms of their health consequences. With you know all the nutrients that are lost in the dying, become vitamin deficient, and have a host of other problems.
0: Exactly. And can some people be misdiagnosed with an eating disorder, for example?
3: Uh, That's happened. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. happened for sure because, um, you know, awareness of celiac disease has always been a problem with the medical community. and, And so you'd get people that, you know, maybe have some diarrhea, but uh, but they lose they lose a ton of weight because their not their bodies aren't able to absorb this and people think they're you know something like anorexic or, or make accusations of bulimia or things like that or laxative abuse because they lose so much weight especially in teenagers especially in teenage girls where the eating disorders are the most common so yeah misdiagnoses do happen absolutely. So uh, so what is the treatment then for celiac disease? So for celiac disease, you need to avoid gluten from the diet. And you actually have to be, it's, you've got to be really strict. You know, you're, like the recommendations are things like you shouldn't even share uh, pots and pans with other people where gluten is going to be in those pans. So you, you don't even share them if, if there's other family members or friends that you, that you live with or something. Um, and so you've got to be very meticulous and, and uh, very strict avoidance of gluten in the, di- the diet is kind of step one. And, it, you know, it, if, if you can do it, It it works for a lot of people, but it's hard, you know, you go out to restaurants or something, even if they have gluten-free options, you know, or the utensils contaminated with gluten and that sort of thing. So true celiac disease, which is thought to still be uncommon, you know, estimates are 0.7 to 1% of the population or something. Um... You know, true celiac disease. People with people with that have a have a difficult time eating out and, and making their choices.
0: And somebody who's not diagnosed, it can really impact their sex life and mm-hmm. their relationship as well. Because you know, people don't have all the patience in the world when they're in a relationship with somebody who is ill.
3: Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, I mean, if you have celiac and it's it's missed, you know, you uh, you uh, don't get a lot of joy out of food. A lot of people. Eat less and less because eating makes them feel bad and they're not sure why. Uh, And and they get a lot of uncomfortable, unpleasant symptoms, frequent trips to the bathroom, don't have energy, don't want to go on outings. So for sure, it can affect your relationships, your entire life, you know, your job, everything.
0: And it's not attractive either. You know, uh, nothing against people with this, but they can have bloating and gas, diarrhea, weight loss or gain, constant fatigue or weakness, headache, infertility, depression, and none of this responds to medication or any other treatments until they are properly That's diagnosed. Right. They can get abdominal pain, bone pain, so it can be That's pretty right. nonspecific as That's well. Right. And, and then, as you mentioned, the anemia.
3: And because it is non-specific, sometimes people are, you know, they don't realize they should go see their doctor. And I mean, there's a whole other thing of doctors maybe not recognizing the disease or thinking to look for it, but a lot of people just think they're depressed, you know, they had a rough time at work, they're not sleeping well or something, so they won't go seek out medical help for a while because they, you know, they don't realize they might have a problem.
0: Exactly. And that can make things worse. And does it um, run in families? Is it familial? I believe
3: it can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know the the exact percentage, but it can. It's more likely if you have a history in your family, for sure, or other autoimmune diseases in your family.
0: Absolutely. And so how is a diagnosis made?
3: So for... Celiac disease. The diagnosis is made by uh, by endoscopy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can. Do, I mean, the simplest test actually, if you if your doctor suspects it, is you can do antibodies. So, just a blood test. You look for uh, anti-gluten antibodies. I think they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a characteristic blood test. And then, if that's equivocal or you're not sure, you go on to uh, you know endoscopy, where the doctor so puts we'll have a, a biopsy. Like, you yeah, yeah. can do a biopsy.
0: Of the small bowel, um, and so the only treatment for this is a gluten-free diet. Mm-hmm. Then, that's the which is a pretty yeah. limited.
3: It's very strict.
0: That's very right. strict diet, pretty limited. But they can still eat carrot cake. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, there's, there are. Yeah.
0: There are some things that uh, you would be surprised uh, right. that people with celiac disease can eat.
3: Yep there's uh, there's there's a few others, um, um, and there's and I, and I mean now as we know there's a whole host of things that used to have gluten, and people have figured out how to make these gluten-free, but of course, so it's a huge industry, which is way beyond probably what, you know, the number, you know, that, you know, you know, the celiac disease, for example, is is about 1% of the population. There's way more, I think, something like 6 to 8% of the population that actively try to avoid gluten for a whole host of other symptoms. So this industry of gluten-free, which is good for people with celiac disease, you know, it gives them a lot of options now, Right. um, but this industry has really exploded out of proportion to what, celiac disease would dictate.
0: That's right. And there's another skin form of celiac disease that yeah. is called dermatitis hept- heptiformis. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and that's an itchy, blistering rash. And people can have that for no known yeah. reason. And, and that can really lower somebody's self-esteem or lower somebody's sexual self-esteem for sure. And that's diagnosed through a skin biopsy yep. and again, treated with a gluten-free diet. It,
3: yeah. It can be the presenting, you know, the, the reason that people go seek medical help. It can be the first sign of celiac disease in some people. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's uh, quite a surprise when it turns out it's actually mediated by this autoimmune disease that exactly. is immune disease in, in your intestine.
0: Exactly. So this is the gluten-free diet treatment for celiac disease, a serious mm-hmm. medical condition that has significant mm-hmm. problems. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about gluten sensitivity. So those people who feel that they need to limit their gluten intake, and they probably don't live completely and totally gluten-free, but it still seems to, this type of a diet or close to it seems to help with some of the symptoms. So we're going to talk about that and all the marketing behind that and all the rage about gluten-free when we return. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. We're talking about the multi-billion dollar industry of the gluten-free diets. Dr. John Weisler has joined me in the studio to dispel... The, some of the myths behind gluten sensitivity for people or people who t- uh, utilize these diets without having been diagnosed with celiac disease or wheat allergy. Dr. Weisler, thanks again for staying in the studio with me. So, this is the rage. I mean, between the book The Wheat Belly and uh, there's so many packaged products that are gluten free, there's so much that's available, and there's a percentage of the population that claim that they are gluten-sensitive without ever having checked with a nutritionist or a doctor. And a lot of people are putting their kids on these gluten-free diets, and that may not be a good thing uh, because there's it's less nutritional and there's high sugar and high fat in a lot of these packaged goods. So what's the deal with the gluten sensitivity thing? I can eat anything, by the way.
3: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> everything. I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. I, I can eat everything as well. So yeah, I mean, I'm um, you know, about 1% of the population has the celiac disease we spoke about, which is a very serious um, immune-mediated disease. But somewhere between 8 and 10% of the population actively try to avoid gluten. And the the gluten-free food industry has exploded. It's over um, $15 billion a year in, in North America in terms of sales. And gluten-free products are usually more expensive because they're more difficult to manufacture and there is a marketing element associated to it. And <clears throat> The um, majority of people who, um, you know, they 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 pr- they will have these non-specific symptoms that aren't, you know, to be fair to the, to the to the people affected, they're not well explained by medical science. So bloating is maybe the most common, uh, funny joint pain, skin rashes, um, nausea, um, other abdominal discomfort, maybe mild diarrhea, and so they will. It, it, most of these people. Pa- uh, people, their patients um, self diagnose So they, you know, maybe look on the internet or they hear from friends, it might be gluten and uh, they never actually visit a doctor to have this confirmed and they just uh, restrict their diet and they seem, they they think they feel better. So they, uh, they cut gluten out, they go on all these uh, gluten-free products and their symptoms seem to get a lot better. Sometimes they lose weight uh, and, uh, and they, they, they tend to, They tend to improve or feel better, Um, and so there's you know there's a lot of controversy in the medical community. Um, How much of this is accurate? Is it really gluten that's the culprit? Um, You know, are are these uh, people really doing themselves a a favor? Um, And and so one of the um, you know there's there's one very well known professor. He comes out of Australia. He's a professor of gastroenterology. His name is Peter Gibson. He's done a number of research and actually uh, research studies. Actually, back in two thousand and eleven, it was one of his papers that was then used to make a hypothesis that you know gluten sensitivity that 's not celiac was was real, and then you know this didn 't sit well with him, so he went back and he did further studies so he actually he did a really interesting study it 's small it 's only about thirty seven patients but he he actually um, had a group that um, Thought they had gluten sensitivity like the self people that self reported and um, he had a very careful carefully planned out diet where he gave them you know uh, he and his group gave them all of their meals and all of their food. And uh, he, he designed the diet to be very easy to take, easy to eat, and then he varied um, the amount of gluten. So there was a high-gluten diet, uh, a low-gluten diet, and a, a diet completely free from gluten. And he put them all through this, and I, I think everybody took two weeks on each diet, and they had to self-report their symptoms. And he did all sorts of nasty stuff, like he did uh, uh, urine and fecal samples and analysis and all this stuff. And and then he asked them all to report their symptoms. And um, it didn't actually matter um, you know, whether the. And so that the results of the study were that it didn't matter what diet they actually were following, they reported the same amount of symptoms. And if they were told that they were having a diet with gluten, even if it, wasn't, it didn't have any gluten, if they were told they were having gluten, they would still report the same, the same symptoms. Interesting. So it's kind of, you know, I, I think a lot of people probably know about the placebo effect where you take a pill and you think it's going to make you feel better. So you do feel better. It's a psychological thing. It usually doesn't last. Right. But it, but it, it does make you feel better. This is something a, a lot of people think this is the nocebo. Effect so people think they're going to feel worse by eating gluten, and in fact they they do. And again, it's th- it's the same the same principle that you think you're going to have an outcome, and so for a while you do experience this, and uh, you know it, it kind of fits with other observations that people when they cut gluten out, out of their diet. I mean, there are some people that you know swear by it, and they swear they feel better, they swear they feel really really good. Um, but a lot of people they feel better for a while when they cut out gluten, and then after about one to two months, a lot of their symptoms come back, and they're sort of in the same in the same in the same situation as in before
0: is that the placebo effect? I mean yeah, exactly. I I I wondered about that. I also think that it's a risk because I think a lot of parents put themselves on gluten-free mm-hmm. diets and mm-hmm. and I don't know that they adhere to a celiac diet. Mm-hmm. They just have this gluten-free and mm-hmm. so they're probably getting speckles of gluten mm-hmm. throughout, but they are putting their children on gluten-free diets as well, thinking, well, if it's good for me, it's got to be good for my child. And it's it's very trendy at the moment. Mm. It's very fashionable to be gluten-free. I mean, I'm almost embarrassed not to say that I'm actually a full gluten diet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you don't want to be, like, everybody in the room seems to be gluten-free. But it's a risk, according um, to pediatricians. Uh, there was one out of Columbia University Medical Center that says that the gluten-free diet is not a healthy choice for children and parents need to be counseled to the possible financial social and nutritional consequences of unnecessary implementation of a gluten-free diet because it does cost more money Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily as nutritional because of the increase they replace obviously they replace the gluten with something and they replace it with fat and sugar Mm -hmm. and and so that can actually lead to uh, you know poorer health in childhood and excess uh, financial restraints on families. Yeah,
3: I, I think those are, are two great points. I mean, um, uh, the, the first point that, you know, people that are gluten sensitive, they do try to avoid gluten usually, but the... the majority of people, you know, it, are not as strict as celiac, so they're still going to get a, at least a bit of gluten exposure. Maybe they, they feel better, but, you know, a real celiac uh, restriction is very hard. And then the second point about what's maybe helpful for adults is, is maybe not for kids. That's absolutely true. I mean, you, you do have um, a variety of other food choices. Um, when you when you go on a, when you reduce gluten like that or go on gluten-free foods, you are, you know, you often get the same amount of calories, more sugars and so forth. And the same trend in general is true. What's good for adults is not necessarily good for children. I mean, uh, low-fat diets for treatment of cardiac disease um, have really fallen out of favor. You know, the evidence never was that good for them. But again, if you restrict a, a young child's fat, a child that's otherwise healthy without some other medical condition, are you really doing them a favor? I mean, their brains are developing. We do need some cholesterol. Is it really safe to do that for other kids? And, you know, you give them more carbohydrates instead, maybe promote obesity through a different mechanism. And I mean, the best, the most scientifically accurate answer is we probably just don't know, you know, but it's not automatically... Guaranteed, it's going to be exactly to be healthy.
0: And the gluten-free diet may be lower in nutrients, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know, lower in vitamin B, right. which is important for kids' folate and iron as well. And it's notable that this industry has doubled. Uh, or more than doubled between the years 2013 and 2015. So it's always that fad, that trend, that, Mm -hmm. you know. But anyway, we're uh, out of time, and thank you so much for dispelling some of the myths around this and hopefully making people just a little bit healthier out there. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dr. Weisler, for joining me in the studio, and uh, I look forward to seeing you again, hopefully in your office where we are looking to run some sexual health clinics out of North Vancouver. Yeah, your, uh,
3: I'm really excited that we're able to to have this in our office, so this is a great initiative. We'll yeah. have a, a few clinics where people with sexual health concerns are able to come to my office and, and get uh, both assistance with both their heart conditions and you know their sexual health concerns as well. With, Absolutely. Uh, with them working with us, so that's great. One
0: is tied to the other. Thanks so much. Anyway, well, we're going to go for a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to tell you what is coming up on the rest of the program. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. Well, we're wrapping up the first hour of the Sunday Night Sex Show on Newstalk 980 CKNW and coming up in the next hour, I'm going to, women are just dying to know, what do men want in bed? <laughs> they just want to get in bed, that's it. Uh, so I'm going to be reviewing that. I'm uh, also going to be talking about balance, the real balance between your sex life, working out, your car is clean, your house is clean, your laundry is done. Your dinner is made, the whole nine yards. How do we get that balance? So Sean Seal is going to be joining me a little bit later on in the program around 9.30 uh, to uh, discuss that. Some of the silly things you might be doing that are causing bad sex in your life. These are nine everyday habits, maybe 10. I can come up with 20 probably. So we're going to be talking about that and how all of those things that you're doing might be negatively impacting your sex life. But I'm most excited about having Oracle Laura join me in the studio. And she is a psychic and a mystic, and she is going to predict my future and yours as well. She's got the third eye. She's got it all going on. And uh, so you can call. Are you in a new relationship? Are you hoping to meet somebody? Are you wondering about somebody in particular? Are you excited about something? Are you wondering how something will work out? Do you think you're going to be famous? (laughs) Not Hollywood, not red carpet Hollywood fame. No, not that kind, but maybe like criminal behavior fame. Who knows? Uh, fame comes in many different ways. Is there something that you're curious about? Because she will answer all of your futuristic questions, everything you're wondering about. How do the stars align? Are they going to align for you in 2016? What does the summer hold for you? Is Mercury in your retrograde or is I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm a Gemini, so that's okay. Sometimes I know and sometimes I don't on both sides of the occasion. Well, we're a two-hour show now, which is fantastic. It's my fourth year anniversary. I want to thank you all again. I would not be here tonight, four years, doing the Sunday Night Sex Show if it weren't for you. If I didn't have great listeners who sent me amazing messages, who emailed me, sent me ideas for the show feedback, told me that I said the word anyhow too much, told me I laugh too much, told me I flirt with the male callers a little bit too much, all of those things that you say to me, I just love. So keep it coming, because that's always the best, you know? Wouldn't you say so, Mike? (laughs) I'd agree, definitely. <laughs> I think so. And you're here with me. You, exactly. Uh, you put up with me. I do. You know, I it's so it. funny because, uh, uh, you know, I work with a number of people and often they'll say, I'm so excited to be working with you. And I'll say, you will eat those words <laughs> soon enough. Um No, no. no I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm different <laughs> to work with, let me tell you. But uh, I have a website. It's backtothebedroom.ca. Oh, in this hour, too, I'm going to be giving out a ticket to the TEDx Stanley Park at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre on May 28th. So if you want to give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can actually call me about any questions you have. Maybe you have some erectile dysfunction problems or arousal issues or issues with your orgasm or maybe you're not having an orgasm. Maybe you had marital eroticism before the kids were born and that has gone out the window and not only are you not having sex you're not experiencing an orgasm when you do. You can call me if any of those are your problems. Certainly put the kids to bed. I do hope they're in bed before now 9 o'clock. Approaching 9 o'clock anyway. Well when I come back Oracle Laura is going to join me and she's going to predict my future and yours. I am Maureen McGrath and you are listening to the CKN. W Sunday Night Sex Show